If you're building in the blockchain space, then I want you to know about a company called Blockset. I've been speaking with their team closely and have no doubt that they are going to enable the next wave of developers and business leaders to build amazing applications. Blockset offers accessible data from all major chains through easy to use APIs. It acts as your hosted blockchain infrastructure and it ultimately enables high quality apps to be built at a fraction of the cost in a fraction of the time. Go sign up for a free account at blockset.com and start building today. Stay tuned for more information later in this episode. And we're finally live after the slings and arrows of getting audio and video equipment to work. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Frank Chaparro, the director of news at The Block, and I am joined by the co-founders of Acoin. That's right, Acoin, here with the one and only Mr. Lonely, Acon, and his <laughs> co-partner in the effort, John Karras. Acoin, if you haven't heard of it, I've only heard about it recently. They released their white paper two weeks ago. It is a blockchain digital currency effort to improve the financial infrastructure of Africa. Let's dive right into it. I'll start with you, Acon. People know you as a multi-platinum award-winning artist and rapper and entertainer. I was watching an interesting interview you did uh, not too long ago where the hosts of the program asked, how does someone like you get interested in technology? And you had an interesting story about, even early on in your career, you were always trying to look to where the uh, puck was skating in terms of technology. So early on, you were trying to create music that would apply or work with ringtones because you knew you could make more money selling a ringtone for $4.99 versus having a regular song be downloaded for $1.99. And so even early on in your career, you've been paying attention to technology. But how do you get from the music world, the entertainment world, to this interest in blockchain and uh, digital asset technology, and then deciding to create you know, this thing in the very early stages that is Acoin? Well, that's actually very interesting because I always looked at the future as the way to move forward anyway. So when I did music and saw the ringtone as the future, I knew from ringtones there would be further developments digitally that will lead to tomorrow's future in music. So if you look at how it went from 8-tracks tapes to vinyl to cassette tapes to CDs to MP3s and now streaming, you know, you could look at every sector and see how it actually builds for the future. But in this case, it's more finance. So finance is obviously the core of business in itself. And I always consider myself as a businessman first and artist second, because I utilize my artistry to figure out how to get into business and utilize the artistry as well as a way of entering into more business and opening doors for bigger business. So when you look at the finance, you know, it went from basically trading, you could say, cattle all the way to silver and gold. And then you go into fiat currency, which was a piece of paper that people utilized to trade in. And then went from dollars to credit cards. And now credit cards into wire transfers and wire transfers into mobile banking and mobile transfers. So now it's going more and more digital for mobile transfers. The next step, obviously, is crypto. You know, So if you don't see the transition of how the world is moving forward into the digital world, 
you're moving way too slow and you're not paying attention. So I always looked at it that that's that way. And I think the future of, you know, trading in commodities is going to be through cryptocurrencies for sure. So we're trying to get ahead of the curve. And the focus is, is clearly on Africa, your native Senegal. You talk about these different ways in history that we've exchanged value. Um, mobile phone credits is a, is a very popular medium of exchange there since yep. the banking infrastructure is so underdeveloped. It's also key to sort of what you guys are building at Acoin. So kind of walk us through that aspect of the platform. So one of the central parts of the platform is supercharging prepaid cell minutes, which are a major store of value in Africa. So it's not credits, they're actually prepaid minutes. And they're, mm -hmm. they're uh, essentially a unit of value. People currently use them for all kinds of transactions, whether they're buying fish, a shirt, paying a bill, covering transportation costs, sometimes even all the way up to paying for land or whatever else, uh, rentals, etc. So by supercharging prepaid cell minutes, we are creating more tools for people to enter the financial system, essentially a way to help bank the unbanked. There is a great article that was written last fall by Reza Jaffrey about what we're doing with our DAP partner BitMinutes to, again, supercharge prepaid cell minutes. So our token is built with an internal conversion mechanism that is proprietary where users can go freely among prepaid cell minutes, a basket of fiat currencies like dollar, euro, pound, RMB, etc., and then a number of cryptocurrencies, initially just some of the big ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Stellar, etc. Eventually, that'll expand out to include the cryptocurrencies of our DAP partners. And so by having somebody have choices on where their resources are stored and used, uh, it gives them a lot more flexibility. Similarly, we're working on a whole bunch of much bigger utilization uh, opportunities that will have us at the center of digital transactions. First and foremost, there's a, a big announcement that we'll make within the next several weeks about something within one of the countries in East Africa, and particularly within a smart city therein, where Acoin will become the primary tool for digital transactions. There are a lot of forward-thinking things happening on the continent of Africa, much as people outside of Africa don't necessarily see it or know it. Remember that the continent really leapfrogged over computers and went right to mobile phones. So there are currently about 460 million smartphones in use on the continent. They're projecting that'll exceed 600 million within the next year or so. So basically, one for every other person on the entire continent. Uh, and then as we talked about prepaid cell minutes, through our DAP partners, we are tied into every major cell phone carrier every minute provider that's in use on the African continent and tens of thousands of banks and financial institutions. One other just uh, addition to this is that we are an anchor solution on the Stellar network, which brings us way into the financial world in terms of transactions. And then on a more granular on the ground level, uh, particularly in Nigeria and West Africa, there are a number of trusted area networks, sort of local retailers that are there already set up to, again, buy and sell and take cash into the system or create liquidity. John, when we think about banking and financial services in Africa, it's obviously a unique market. And specifically when you compare it to the likes of, say, the United States, where financial services are very like built out and you know they work point blank. Yeah, when you look at financial services in, in the African economies, they're largely distributed by mobile, specifically M-Pesa, with, I think, close to 40 million active customers. How does this 
platform of services that you're planning to build differentiate between M-Pesa? So M-Pesa is really just in use in East Africa, particularly Kenya. It's also a, a digital payment solution. It is not a currency, not a cryptocurrency. And uh, we are very differentiated in that we have a lot of different pathways to, again, liquidity and different types of assets that a user can intersect with, both fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies uh, and, and the prepaid settlements themselves. So instead of having to create something new or an account with something new that they don't know, we're supercharging something that the vast majority of users, including the unbanked, use in their daily life. Again, those prepaid cell minutes. Interesting. Let's take a step back for a second and talk about the origin story and the team. I think, respectfully, people who were here in the 2017 Mania might think, okay, a big celebrity getting behind a project. To what degree is he actually behind this thing, interested in building it out? Obviously, Akon, I know you have many different initiatives in Africa from trying to build out electricity there to uh, Acoin. You're the chief visionary officer, but is to what degree is this really your project? And talk to us a little bit about the team. Okay, so yeah, so this was a concept that I came up with, I'd say about 2013. Me and John met around two, late 2015 and ultimately before even my concept came about, I've been a, I've been a part of crypto since 2008, like almost at the beginning of the whole concept and idea and process. Hey, Connor, are you Satoshi Nakamoto? I don't know him, but I know all his people, which is really, really weird. But who brought me into the game was Brock Pierce. And, and we're convinced that he might be Satoshi, just so you guys right. know. It's possible. <laughs> Brock was the one that actually introduced me to the game of uh crypto, you know, back in the days, you know, so ultimately, I mean, me and the story go way back, but I mean, ultimately the whole idea of even coming with the cryptocurrency, I think at the time when a lot of celebrities were being attached to their coins, most celebrities had no idea what they were being attached to. It was just a big hype and it was a like this wave of crypto, crypto, this crypto, that blockchain, this blockchain, that majority of the celebrities had no idea what they were walking into they just saw a great financial opportunity to be a face of something that was buzzing and most opportunities are naturally there to keep you relevant so they just wanted to be relevant and as you can see a lot of those coins fell to the ground a lot of them was hoax and a lot of them was just utilizing the opportunity to raise money that they'd never had a platform to even base it on. So we kind of saw a lot of them was going to fail because most of them had no basis to what their theories was relating to their coins. So we just was really patient. We found the right team, built it out properly. We found an, an area that I knew would definitely suffice for crypto, which was Africa to me, because I felt like Africa needed the blockchain system to kind of control its own resources, uh, give a system that people can actually trust and also create an infrastructure through blockchain that would be something that was pretty much, you could say, um, uh, transparent. And that's what Africa needed because I feel like, you know, high level of corruption, yeah. un, you know, unmanaged government and, you know, lack of trust from the people for the government and more so the currency kept going up and down, constantly deflating. It was never stable. So I felt like this would be the future for what Africa is. And that's how Acoin came about. You're trying to utilize all the resources, talent, and more so than anything, the young generation that Africa had to offer, which was our population, that this coin could actually fuel. So Acoin was more so an alternative for the fiat currency that existed that people never really ever trusted or never could utilize outside of Africa. So Acoin became a vision of mine 
and John helped me pull the necessary people that can help pull this all together outside of the natural connections I already had in the crypto world. I read that you said once in an interview that Africa has the potential to be what China was 40 to 50 years ago. Um, huge, huge investment opportunity if you can actually crack that egg of democratizing finance, bringing financial infrastructure to the continent, as, as Ryan was alluding to earlier. But going back to the point you made about hype, there are plenty of projects, plenty of companies that are looking to bank the unbanked in Africa. Facebook's Libra was one that, you know, sort of came out with this big splash and white paper saying that it was going to do just that. But it's difficult. Blockchain isn't necessarily always. How do we know this isn't hype? One second, Con. As you as you talk about Libra, remember we're a last mile solution, not a big pronouncement company. And I also just want to add one thing in before Akon starts. This was absolutely his vision. He he said to me years ago, I want to figure out the right way to do this and the right team to build it with. And every bit of what exists in Acoin is something that his his vision, his fingerprints are all on. Obviously not in the tech build and how it's coded and all of that, but his relationship with Jed McCaleb is part of why we're built on Stellar. And some of the attributes that they have are exactly things that we've drilled down as we went on our quest to build this. But he has been intimately involved in every aspect of this. So again, I want to stay very far away from Libra. We are a last mile solution, not a big pronouncement, never make it happen. Again, why we've focused in on supercharging prepaid cell minutes. No, that's a great that's a great answer. And um, you got to also yeah, understand that a lot of these guys building platforms for Africa never been there. They have no idea yeah. what Africa yeah, right. is. You know, you're talking to an Africa born, raised, well, not actually born, but practically raised my whole life there outside of my family who lives all there. But I, I mean, being an African and, and understanding the culture, understanding the people, understanding the challenges, it makes us a lot easier, more credible to create a coin that actually fits for the continent. But what I've also realized that's very similar is that a, a lot of the developed or under underdeveloped countries are all based or are very similar to Africa's challenges. So this is why I said I compare China to Africa in so many ways, and I know what China was 35 years ago. It literally was what you're seeing in Africa right now. It's just the government decided, okay, let's not try to fix today's problems, but let's figure out what tomorrow looks like and utilize our yeah. younger generation to build tomorrow. And that's what China's doing now. That generation 30 years ago is what's fueling China today. And I think that's where we're trying to go because Africa, if you look at the population status, almost 75% is under 21, you know? So we want to utilize that young generation and move Africa forward with today's generation in the mind and how they understand technology today. And key to that, right, is getting it in the hands of, of those folks. Um, right. Any project that wants to do something around it, banking the unbanked has to figure out the on-ramp. What is Akine, do you know, I keep wanting to say Acon. what is Acoin doing <laughs> that um, I do is too. going to... <laughs> is get, it might be easier, right? Um, right? How do you get it in the hands of actual users to get them to use this and to spur adoption? Well, one thing I've realized that the Impressor worked really well, you know, and I'm like, I'm a very firm believer if it ain't broke, don't fix it. One thing Africans have in common, that's 75% of the citizens there, is that everything they do and operate is from their cell phones. The fact that we had a lack of infrastructure physically is what enabled us the power to be able to digitally utilize that infrastructure to be able to base our everyday future life on. So one thing I do know is that the unbanked utilize basic cell phone minutes as trading mechanism today. So you can go to the market instead of using the actual fiat currency, which they don't trust at all, 
they will buy fish, fruit, or veggies or whatever with cell phone minutes. How does that work? They trade exactly. So they actually trade minutes <laughs> off to each other as currency, which is crazy because the minutes itself is now worth more than the actual dollar. So let's say hypothetically, if you got a villager who needs fruit, they may transfer 10, 10 minutes of cell phone minutes for that specific item, you know, and it's funny because now that becomes a trading mechanism. So you can get physical things just by using physical trade, you know, cell phone minutes. And, and that was one of the reasons why we created the atomic swap on the Acoin platform, because now you can utilize those same cell phone minutes and trade them for Acoins, which could be used as real currency in the, in the marketplace. Things like that. Now, why create your own native digital token for the platform versus leverage Stellar Lumens or, or something else and incorporate that into the network? One of the main reasons for doing that is a matter of trust. Just the fact that this is something that Acon's created and is behind creates an instant level of credibility for a huge number of people. Secondly, there was nothing that did exactly what we wanted it to do. There was nothing right. that worked perfectly to achieve what the need of the people are. And as we've talked about earlier, with over 470 or so million smartphones now and 600 million by the end of next year, that's a lot of people that can be activated and they need a tool. So we were looking to customize a tool exactly for them. Yeah, right. that makes a lot and, of sense. And, right, and then a lot of the tools are built customly for that community, that culture yeah. like it's no different from when you look at china and how they created baidu and wechat and you know uh these are the things that could be very similar to platforms we already have here when you look at you know our google or facebook or whatever the case may be they have the same exact thing but more fitted for the culture and it's easy to navigate yeah. under the culture that you already understand incredibly ambitious projects uh lighting up africa acon city now acoin as this platform this full suite of products micro lending, multi-currency digital wallets, atomic swaps, all these descriptors. Where does Acoin fit within the broader portfolio of your vision of all these other initiatives? Well, the good thing is every great idea has a business mechanism attached to it and you will need to utilize some form of currency to navigate through it. I look at this as the new infrastructure for Africa and every you know underdeveloped country that's creating a platform moving it forward. So we want to be able to allow every product that we create, every idea that we can make manifest, and every space that you can actually live in to be managed by one financial mechanism that allows you to do that and really live comfortably. Because I think if you create a currency where nothing, where that currency can't purchase anything or can't be leveraged for the utilization of that product, then you're really stuck. So there's no way I can create a, a currency and that currency can't buy you anything. Like right. I want that currency to be able to purchase something or utilize it as leverage to be able to utilize something. So when you go into the Acon City, guess what currency you'll be using? You'll be using Acorns the same way when I go into London, I'll be using pound. But when I go into the US, I'm using dollar. So it's the whole idea of creating our own infrastructure and the mechanism to be able to utilize it in a way to where that trading mechanism makes sense financially and later in the future be able to invest it properly. And it's equal to any other dollar in any parts of the world and be able to be traded properly as equal. If you're a listener of The Scoop or follow The Block, then you know I am super excited about the future of crypto adoption, especially on the enterprise side. Our sponsor, Blockset, is not only helping to push development at the grassroots level with their multi-chain API, but also at the institutional level. 
Blockset is built by BRD, the first crypto wallet in the App Store from 2014 and one of the largest in the space today. They've taken the architecture and the knowledge they've gained over the past six years to create Blockset, a robust, reliable, and strategic B2B offering for developers and enterprises. Blockset is enabling banks and other major financial institutions to interface and build with crypto assets at light speed. See just how simple it is by visiting Blockset.com and sign up for a free account today. We definitely want to get to Acon City, Acoin City. I can't wait. <laughs> um, well, we'll we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I want to I want to get back to a point you made that was was really astute, and we noticed it in the fintech world, or we talk about it rather all the time, which is the fact that Africa doesn't have that old pre-existing infrastructure that we have in the U.S. We're thinking the visas, the Mastercards all those payment rails, the Visa and MasterCards of Africa don't exist in Africa, and that all those incumbent payment infrastructure doesn't exist actually provides an opportunity, right? Where you can, in a sense, leapfrog over the current infrastructure faster than maybe we can here in the United right. States. But before you can actually do that, right, um, going back to the on-ramps, it is getting this in the hands of people. So we are going to be launching... Well, we'll be announcing actually in what is it two weeks, John, or a week or something? It is two two weeks. It's two on, weeks on right? a certain in person's birthday. We're going yes. to be announcing a token generation yes. event on a major uh, top three exchange. But there are lots of ways that we're going to uh, be getting uh, through utilization cases, getting a coins in the hands of bigger pools of people. Uh, similarly through our DAP partners. So the goal is to, we're in early beta testing now, we're going to ramp that up heavily. And within, yeah. I'd say, 45 to 60 days, some of our bigger utilization cases will be out in the world. One of them is uh, going to have it become a primary payment solution for about 50,000 people. From day one. From day one. Yeah. Let's talk about Acoin City for a second. Let's do it. Absolutely. Um, why, I mean, a lot of people aren't familiar, just, just, Tell us what it is. What, what's the plan yeah, here? So, you, you, uh, you're engaged with the Senegal government. You bought some land and you're going to build a city for your coin. Econ City is going to be in Senegal. Uh, we're looking to start construction in January. Uh, it's going to be most likely a three-phase project between five and seven-year build-out. The $7 billion project. I've worked with a specific company that's helping me secure all the financing. We should be done by securing all the financing within the next 90 days. I'm clearly announcing it now because the master plan is finished, fully developed city. I'll be launching shortly after I make the announcement for Acoin's launch. Probably no more than two weeks after that, I'll be uh, forwarding everyone to a YouTube page where they can actually see a rendering of the city in full, you know, completion. And this is what they, the city will look like when it's completely and complete and done. And then probably from the moment we start the construction, we'll be putting out advertisement for anyone who wants to live in the city. So we'll be able to give everyone ideas to where they can stay, give them opportunities to buy pieces of land there, also be a tenant there as well. Um, so I'm super, super excited about the whole project and where it's going right now. Where did you source the capital, the, the $7 billion? I can't disclose that information right now. There's going to be most like the same partners I, I, I use. I can add one thing. Franchise the project. So people who don't know, well, the Akon City will start in Senegal. And we're also doing an extension of it in Kenya. And then we're going to be going all through Africa. In Gambia, Nigeria, uh, Rwanda, 
everywhere, pretty much. We're going to have an Akon city practically in all of Africa if we can help it. Uh, the idea is to anywhere that you go in Africa, any country you go to, there'll be Akon city waiting there to host you. What does the regulation look like around these projects? Because I imagine there's a pushback. There is indeed quite a bit of regulation, especially as you talk about uh, massive construction at this level. There'll be some bigger announcements made of teaming with some folks that are uh, very successfully building state-of-the-art smart cities already in Africa. Just to reinforce, uh, it's on an amazing piece of land of about 2,000 acres, which spans part of the coast. It's uh, at its nearest part, uh, less than 10 minutes away from the brand new international airport some beautiful beaches, some good terrain variation, and uh, just what's going to be built there is unbelievable. Man. That's super interesting. And and how does that connect with the the digital asset itself? What are how do they sort of engage with one another? Obviously, so you'll you'll be using it within the city limits, but to add a little bit of shape to that, um, Acoin will be a primary payment solution. It won't be an exclusive only way that one can pay, but it will be a primary digital payment solution. That's interesting. And so what are sort of um, after the token generation event, what what are the first steps we'll see as you guys try to build this out? The first things that you'll see are some much bigger utilization cases uh, in a number of areas of Africa, both East and West Africa. Secondly, there'll be a whole bunch of ways that we are you know, giving people a chance to, to try the token out. There'll be a, a number of airdrop type of activities. Uh, there'll be a lot of ways that we intersect with the cell phone carriers and this trusted area network of local retailers. Think about that as your, you know, your gas station, your corner store, et cetera, where people are coming in and recharging their phones in terms of buying and procuring more prepaid summits. But there, there are a number of activation things that will provide bigger utilizations. And then there'll be a whole bunch of things that we do so that low people can try it out with smaller amounts. We'll be focused on West Africa and Nigeria and South Africa. I'd, I'd be curious to hear from ACOM what it's been like engaging with the Senegal government. Are they excited about this initiative? Obviously, they struck the deal with you to for you to buy that land. But I guess my main question is, when you look across Africa, the amount of political corruption that exists there, if right. the point of ACOIN is to topple the old guard, to essentially create a system of value that cannot be corrupted, how do you then prevent the political interests that exist, the powers that be, from impeding you on, on trying to create this and build this out? Let me just add one thing. Our mission is not to topple the old guard. We are an overlay to provide more tools to help bank the unbanked, to support the status quo, and just give people more flexibility and more power. Our mission is not to take down governments and banks and, and the world, but to empower the people and give them more tools. Right. So, so the beauty about Senegal is Senegal is a very spiritually driven country. You know, it's never been any conflict, always had great standings with everyone that, sur that is surrounded. And our government, especially our presidents and all the ones before them actually, but have been very helpful, especially moving 
technology forward. They always looked and been very supportive as the new things that come on board that may seem scary to everyone else. They always try new things. So when I brought the concept and idea to them, they were super excited. You know, they're very aware of currency and how it works in the crypto world and things of that nature and thought that this could be a great taste test case for it because they could be the one that drive the future in all of Africa for other mm -hmm. presidents that don't understand. And more than anything, yep. they've been very supportive also with the Akon City. You know, they all the ministers been super super supportive super happy and they're actually promoting it themselves when they go out on delegations and you know presidential visits to other yeah. countries like they make it known that akon city they're supporting and they want the world to come and visit like they're welcoming the you know the traffic that's going to be coming into senegal eventually so i was very lucky to be a part of a country that has a government that actually wants to see the country move forward amazing people in senegal anybody that hasn't visited best fish you ever going to taste is in senegal that i can guarantee are you a big fish guy? <laughs> I'm a big fish guy. You know, our, our national yeah. dish is called chebujin, which is red rice and fish. Like, that's all we eat is fish there. What kind of fish? Well, it's a special fish that we call chof. Chof. It's like the big chof. That's our, that's our, that's our special fish there. And it's, it's like, it's a real, it's a gigantic fish. And it's the real thick fish, that one that tastes like chicken. That sounds delicious. <laughs> No, it's delicious. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're kind of getting towards the end of the hour. I guess just thinking about Senegal for a moment and what it's like on the ground. Um, the folks you talk to, maybe your relatives, they've seen you throughout your career. Share some anecdotes about what they think the, the local people no, the, the local people, I couldn't, it was no way I could be able to do what I'm doing without the local people. Even under my music side of it, it was the New York section of Harlem that's filled with Senegalese. They call that they call it Little Senegal in Harlem. It was mm -hmm. those guys that actually promoted me to even from an artist standpoint. You know, they would go out, pass flyers out, put my music in every African restaurant. So there was their excitement when they drove the taxis, they made all their customers listen to my music. So the local like this local support, not only just in Senegal, but abroad from the diaspora has just been amazing, man. And I think that's been fueling me the most to do as much as what I'm doing for Senegal itself, the country, you know, but the support for what's happening for the city aspect of it, you know, they feel like it's actually their city because they look at me as, you know, Senegal's, you know, son that made it out and actually created opportunities to bring back home. So the support that I'm getting back home is unreal, man. You know, they're doing everything in their power to make sure that I don't fail. That's great. Yeah. And and super interesting. And, and definitely the, the story, that sort of rags to riches story is something that we can all sort of look to. Um, it's inspiring. It's fascinating. And we really appreciate you coming on the show to chat no, about thanks it. thanks for having us, man. John, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Um, when we are able to meet and be around each other, we'll, we'll try to do something <laughs> right. live to Joe avoid fish. the technical issues. And we'll have some yeah. we'll have some of that so, fish with the red red Chebujin right? with the chow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, both. I can't wait. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks, guys. You guys. This podcast is about pushing awareness and inspiring growth in the crypto industry. I can't reiterate enough that if you're a business owner, executive, or active developer in the space, I highly suggest checking out Blockset. Blockset provides a robust, unified API that provides easy access to multi-chain data. Skip the tedious data normalization process and start building immediately at a fraction of the cost. It's live now and it's on their site for you to explore 
Go sign up for a free account at blockset.com and start building today.